the Professionally Speaking Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Professionally Speaking Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Warner, Director and Executive Coach at Professional Presentation Services. And with me today is another special guest. We have Flo Akinbi. He's a presentation and communication coach, speaker, presenter, internationally world-renowned. Flo, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you, Ryan, for having me. Yeah. That's exciting. Of course. We're always happy to have presentation specialists on, people in the industry. And, and I was looking forward to this. It was on our schedule for a little while, so I'm glad we were able to make it work. Absolutely. And you know what? I think that actually professionals like us sometimes don't speak often enough. That's going to be a fun conversation. <laughs> I agree. I agree. So Flo, let's get started. Let's get right into this. Tell folks a little bit about yourself. What do you do now? What's your day-to-day -day like? Well, I don't think there's a day-to-day, -day, a typical day-to-day -day that I could tell you. I've got, as you mentioned it, I've got basically two jobs. One area of my business is the presenter work. As a presenter, I host events and virtual formats. I've got a lot of corporate clients. I'm based in Dubai, so therefore I do a lot of work in the United Arab Emirates and a little bit in the Middle East. But I also have a few clients in Europe, so in Germany, in Italy, in Croatia. So therefore I also get to travel for work, which is really nice. And the present work is, of course, also very important when you then look at the second area of my business, the communication coaching, because as a communication coach, I also understand what it means to be on a stage in front of a few thousand people. I do understand that. I do understand the preparation, understand everything that you need to connect with an audience. But I also understand what being in front of a really important audience or having to present a really complicated topic that you maybe don't know that much about. I also understand what that means. Yeah, so these are the two things what I do. And as a communication coach, I guess very similar with, with you than you. I work either with executives one-on-one -on -one, or I work with entire teams that I coach on presentation skills and public speaking. That's great. That's a that's a great summary. And it's it's music to my ears. Flo, tell us, is it not the greatest career in the world? You know what? My mom asked me today, do you like what you do? Or do you love what you do? And Honestly, I have to say, yes, I really love what I do. I feel very grateful. I feel blessed that I was able to create this career for myself. It's, it's fun. It's exciting. And although I work a lot, I enjoy it now more than ever. Really, really have to say that. Yeah, no, I, I hear you and I'm sure our listeners do too. And it, Flo and I, for the listeners out there, we're very similar in that. I am sure Flo, I know I speak for you in this, but when I got into this line of work, I thought to myself, why didn't I do this five years ago? Like I should have, <laughs> should have done this early. This is, this is awesome. It is absolutely awesome. And, and you know, one of the things I, I said that to a client the other day, I really love my job because I can have a positive impact on people's lives. And it sounds cheesy, but I mean it from the bottom of my heart. I mean, one of my favorite, favorite all-time favorite case studies as a communication coach is I work with a sports coach on his public speaking skills, very specific on his public speaking skills. We did our 10 sessions. I took him through the program that I have. And then a year later, I hear from him and he ended up writing two books. <laughs> because that's how he got inspired from public speaking coaching and training. And I was like, wow, I did never say you need to write books, but this is just what happens. And that's what fascinates me. It, yeah, I agree. It really is for some folks, it really does unlock 
their potential. Like then, then the sky's the limit once they can conquer it one. Does. It really does. Yes. So Flo, tell us a little bit about how you started. Did, did, did you always want to be a coach or a trainer or what was the, the journey like for you? That was exactly what I wanted to do when I finished high school. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Actually, I came out of school and I had no idea what to study. That's the truth. So I was I was a passionate snowboarder and I did what every good child would do then after school. I, I, did, I didn't go to the military, which was still mandatory then, but I instead I did social service in a, in a psychi psychiatric hospital. That was definitely an impactful experience. And then afterwards, I went snowboarding to Canada, British Columbia for a season. <laughs> Very, Very nice. important part of my life. Came back to Germany, was supposed to start studying, had no idea what. So I applied for tourism because, you know, going to Canada, I felt tourism is really interesting. They didn't take me. So what did I do? I decided not to study because I didn't want to just study something for the sake of doing it. So I started working and I started working with the ski and snowboard fun shop that would sponsor me. And we started to build a ski and snowboard fun park in a resort. So therefore every winter I was really busy in first just actually building a few jumps with a shovel in the snow. And that turned into me setting up a team, finding sponsors, organizing events. And that's really how everything started for me. So I started to organize events. I left eventually the ski and um, the ski and snowboard fun park, started to organize events by myself. And then one of the first few events that I organized myself, they didn't have the money for a presenter. And because we had it on the first event, I saw the value and it was a competition. So I'm like, we need a presenter. Mm -hmm. So I picked up the microphone and that's really how things started for me. That was maybe around 2005. So then I was self-employed for a few years. I was hosting a few fun sports events and other cool things. And then I decided that I want to go into working on a, just an international basis. I wanted to work with more international brands. And that was all in the realm really of event management and experiential marketing. So I went to Dubai with an agency, worked for five years as an employee and kind of forgot about my passion for presenting for the first couple of years. But because I always wanted to go back and be self-employed, I took the help of a life coach and she just, well, she just found that, that interest in me again. And well, then I went to Toastmasters for quite a few years, delivered a lot of speeches, a lot of evaluations. And, and that really just got me onto the train of becoming a communication coach. So the first, the first program I did was maybe a half an hour workshop that, that I kind of created myself. And over the years, and that's now more than 10 years, it, it just grew and grew and grew. And today, I mean, I do all sorts of workshops on, on these three specific topics, public speaking, presentation skills, and virtual communication. And what I have to say, what gives me really a competitive edge and, and, and something that I'm really truly grateful is what I also mentioned earlier, that I have now a very interesting view on both presentations as well as public speaking, because I understand everything. I understand what it means to organize an event. I understand what it means to be the presenter. And I understand what it means to be the coach and how you can support people. And same goes for presentations, because as an agency, we had to pitch a lot. We had to present a lot to clients. I've been in all these situations. So there's a lot of real street creds and, and experience that I can share. That sounds really interesting because like you said, you have knowledge of all the different facets of an event or of a conference or of, of a training session from how it originates and then how it 
concludes and from all the different angles. So a lot of people don't have that unique experience for sure. Flo, just a quick follow-up question. When you spent five years, you said back as an employee, what, what were you doing as an employee? Organizing events. So I was organizing events. I was, I was, uh, I was hired first by a German company. We worked a lot on a lot of automotive brands, a few government events, film festivals that we organized in Middle East as well as in the region, even in India. And then I switched companies. I went to George P. Johnson, worked on the IBM account for a couple of years, also for experiential marketing, and that was also a really good experience. But I have to say, I just never enjoyed being employed. That's, mm. that's really the truth for me. It's not for everyone. Exactly. You have, to, you have to do in life what you love. Otherwise, you're wasting time. <laughs> you answered my next question before. I was going to ask you, what is a key <laughs> lesson you've learned in your life? And you just, you just answered that preemptively. That's definitely one. I, I will say this, though. If you do what you love, it's not always the easy way, right? I'm sure for me, I could have a more, let's say, comfortable life, not being self-employed, not doing exactly what I love, definitely more comfortable, maybe even with more money in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But would I be really happy? I don't think so. It's funny how when we're young, that's what I, I shouldn't say when we, but when I was young, that was the message that I received from my parents and from, I guess, our community was you need to have a good job, good, steady, oh, steady, reliable work. That's the key to life. And then yeah. as you start getting older and you spend more time in these, and you're, you know what, I'm really not, really not enjoying the eight or nine hours of my day as much as I've told this, this is what I was supposed to do. So very true. Very right. Yeah. And one thing that I forgot to mention in my, in my career development, I also did a coaching, coaching training with the Neural Leadership Institute. And what's quite interesting, it was, it's actually a little bit more focused on results and life coaching. <laughs> I turned out to never, ever work as a life coach. But now this is, of course, very helpful when you work, especially with individuals, because you can sometimes go between a little bit more training, knowledge, tools and then going into the coaching and helping people to really overcome some emotional blocks that they have or mm-hmm. asking more questions around some of these personal topics that are always connected with communication. Yeah, it's that that's another type. <laughs> we're we're the right people to have this conversation. It it's fascinating <sighs> to me too how someone who struggles with one element of speaking or communicating and for, from the outside perspective, it's like, well, just change, just fix this, just change it. But what they don't see, like you said, they, there's a block on the inside. That, that's the yeah. problem. It's under the surface, right? It's very true. That is very true. So how important would you say that communication is in your career? I say it is one of the most important skills that you can have. And if you look at just so many of the accomplished leaders of the best executives that you will find around the world. What I find very common is they have a lot of knowledge on their subject. I find that they all have really a great presence and personality and they are good communicators. That's what I see so many times. And it's, it's always like that. Ah, that's why you're the boss. It's, it's, it's really, I get that aha so many times where you go like, yep, it all makes sense now. So I would say having great communication skills, being able to connect with people, to get people excited about topics, to to also get complicated subjects across. I think that's such a critical skill for anyone who wants to really have a great career. 
Yeah, I, I love to hear that, especially from someone like you who has so much experience in, in different areas. I had a guest on a few months ago. He was the, the chief financial officer for, he was for the Toronto Blue Jays and for a lot of large organizations in Canada. And I had asked him, have you ever met a CEO or an executive, anyone who's very successful who could not communicate well? And he said, no, they, they have to basically. If you want to excel in any career and any, you just must have that skill simply put. That is right. It's a must have skill. So Flo, how do you, as someone who's a professional and, and you specialize in communication, how do you make sure that your communication is always tip top and you can always provide the most quality to your clients as I'm sure you do? Well, I, I, you, you need to tell me your experience and I'm very curious to also see what is your honest answer on that. I will say it's, you, you have to put in the effort every day. I don't think, yes, it's of course a skill that makes it easier for you, but I know that I can also be lazy with my communication. And if, I, if I'm not sometimes conscious about it, I will use fillers, right? The ams and uhs and so's, they, they also happen with me when I'm not conscious about it. So for me, there's always this element, if I want my communication to be outstanding, number one, I need to prepare. It's for me, it's, it's, it's just crucial, right? If you think about any great speech that one of my favorite speakers, Barack Obama, right? Goes without saying, great speaker. But if you think about his speeches, are they all off the cuff? No, they're not. Of course they're not, right? The greatest speeches, they, are, they have a lot of preparation and, and he, even he will be coached on his delivery, right? So it's an incredible effort that goes into it. And I think that's what we all should appreciate. And of course, also, you will have good days and bad days, right? That's very normal. But you can always make the conscious decision whether you're going to speak with low energy or whether you're going to pull yourself together and present to the best of your abilities that you have in that very moment. That sounded uh, that sounded like if that was off the cuff, that sounded pretty polished, Flo. That was well done. <laughs> well, I put myself together for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was no no fillers in that at all. That was that was direct <laughs> quality. We appreciate that, hundred percent. Well. Well, I mean, as a presenter, you have to, right? And you very often you you're put on the spot, right? I mean, <laughs> so many times. I just actually had a fun conversation with my assistant today, and I asked her, "Do you enjoy preparing scripts for me?" And you know what she said? She's like, "No, I don't, Flo. To be honest, I don't enjoy it because they are always last minute, and then the very few days before we actually then go into the event, there's these changes and back and forth. And to me, it seems that up until the, a couple of hours of the event, the script would still change. <laughs> I just answered, well, it's actually more up until the last minute I actually walk onto the stage. There's still a few changes and I'm just behind the stage typing a few words onto my iPad and woof, off I'm on the stage. So yes, you have to just react on the spot. Yeah. And you get good at that too, right? Like you, you get used to ad-libbing a little bit and being able to yes. roll with it. Yes. Sure. Yes. It's a skill. It's a skill for sure. For sure. Uh, one thing that people don't realize is it, the more exposure, the more practice you have, it just becomes so much easier, right? And and because folks like you and I have been fortunate enough to be in front of people, and I know listeners right now are laughing like, oh yeah, fortunate to be in front of people. But, <laughs> but, but we are, but because we do it so often, we're able to kind of cope a little bit. We have more tools at our disposal than than I would say the average person, because for them, they're they're in a new environment almost. Absolutely, absolutely. But it's quite interesting what you what you said here, that 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 just connects with me. We have more tools at our disposal, and that's exactly my philosophy as a communication coach. I personally 
will never tell somebody, this is how you need to present. This is how you need to speak. This is how you need to stand. This is how you need to use your voice. Yes, I will push people. I will stretch them. But at the end of the day, I show everybody a range of tools that go from content to delivery to the formats that you have. And then it's up to everyone to, to make up their own mix because every person is unique. And that's, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, I agree. I, we're, we're, we're aligned again. We're aligned again, my friend. <laughs> so yeah, just quickly uh, for, for me, I was thinking about when you said, oh, I'd like to ask you that question. A thought came to my mind and I, don't mm -hmm. know, I just sparked, but much of my work now, not with training, but more so with coaching with individuals or small groups, I find the, the, the content really is, is the content. Like there's a couple of keys to, you can improve to speak better, to be a better communicator, more effective. But ultimately, it's about getting through to the individual, connecting with them, because, you know, we could have the best advice in the world for someone. But if we don't understand how they process information, how they prefer to be approached and their, their style and what they've been through their experiences, it makes it a little bit more challenging to move that needle, right, to, to make that shift with them. So I find I spend a lot of my time investing my time learning about people and learning about how people operate and how they like the psychology and their their behaviors mm -hmm. and when you do that i find it's, it's just easier to to kind of send those messages to work with them and, and to get them to where they want to go does that make sense that's very true yes absolutely that's me that's that's so true right i mean for me one of my first couple of slides when i start working when i start working with someone or when i do a training is always i show aristotle's triangle Mm -hmm. The triangle of rhetoric, right? So ethos, logos, and pathos, where you talk about the credibility that a speaker should have. That's his theory. Every, you need to have these three elements to connect with, with an audience and get your message across. So you have the credibility of the speaker, you've got the logic, and then you've got the emotional connection. And if you just think about these three elements, I find them so powerful because, as you said it so rightly, right? people don't care about a connection sometimes with the audience. They're just focused on their content and their credibility. Mm -hmm. And also when you think about the logic piece, <laughs> I mean, they think about their own logic. They don't even think about the logic of the audience. And that's sure. exactly where we see that disconnect. And then of course the emotional connection, we, we, don't even, uh, we don't even believe sometimes it's possible to have that in the business sense, which is of course not true. Yeah, it's so true. It, they, you're right. They think about their own logic. It's <laughs> something it's interesting we learn along the way. Flo, let me throw a little bit of a curveball at you, but I, I'm sure you'll be able to produce something for us of value. <laughs> so we have, we have a lot of listeners who are, you know, earlier on in their career, they're 21, 22, maybe 23. They're, they're coming out of college, mm -hmm. university, and they're going to entry level job. They're transitioning. Some of them have spent the last couple of years virtually because of the pandemic and, and they're getting back to in-person. Some of them have a little bit more experience in person, but, but they're all in that area. Yeah. What advice would you give them to improve their communication and, and realize better success? Practice, 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 and, and learn about communication. And it's, it's not that I'm selling me or that I'm selling you. You can do many different things. For me, one, I mentioned Toastmasters earlier. Toastmasters is this organization which focuses on leadership and communication. I, I really like the old manuals because they, they had two separate pathways. One was for leadership, one was for communication. Now they mix it and have more a different structure and more topics. So I'm not the biggest fan anymore necessarily of their programs. However, 
it gives you the opportunity to present regularly to an audience and to give to get feedback you might not always receive the best feedback but still you can always take something away and for me that is a great organization if you want to practice you can also go to networking events or it doesn't matter really what you do you can also do improv theater or whatever you do but i would say you should you should really find a way where you get to present a lot where you ideally also get that feedback in and and get that opportunity to improve and and if you do that for a couple of years Ah, oh, it will do so much for your career because then when whatever is being thrown at you in your career, whether somebody gives you the opportunity to go into a stage or somebody says, oh, we've got an important presentation. Can you do it? Yes, of course you can. You will, right? And also if it's internal meetings, you you have that opportunity. And and you know what I would say to a young person that that I meet right now? Then I I would say this, what I've been recently kind of pitching to people a lot. Imagine what would happen to you if you're the best communicator in your team. Will it have an impact on your career? Everybody will answer yes. Then I say, imagine what would happen if you're the best communicator in your company. Will it have an impact on your career? Obviously that will. And now imagine you would be the best communicator in your industry. It goes without saying that this will have a really tremendous impact on your career and what you can achieve in life. So yes learn communication skills. Yeah. And then with that, I guess the follow-up to question to that, why are people, or maybe they are, and I just don't know, but it seems like because we're in business that they're not, why do so many people not take their communication into their own hands and, and take these steps? It's a good question. That's a good question. I mean, <laughs> I'm not even sure I really have an answer for it. If I look at the US, I find that in general, public speaking communication skills are better. And I would say because it's it's more trained in school. And, and I see that also, I live in the United Arab Emirates where you have a very international school system. You've got the US system, international system, you've got the UK system. And I see throughout all the different school systems that there's, there's a more emphasis on presentations. So I do see that. But I think what happens a lot is that Yes, you have to do more presentations, but not necessarily will people give you feedback, right? So therefore, yes, you get to be in front of audiences, but nobody really points out what are your superpowers? What do you not do well? And I think that's, maybe that's where the system is not really yet there, where public speaking is properly taught to people. That's that's what I would say. And I mean, if you look at the older generations, I mean, not that I want to include myself here, but I'm 41, <laughs> so yes, I during 13 years of school, I had two presentations. Can you imagine that? 13 years, two presentations. That's the truth for me. So therefore, I was just, I never had really that opportunity in school, at least, to learn public speaking. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot. That's a good answer for not being prepared. I put you on the spot flow. You delivered like a pro. All right. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Got two more quick questions for you because I know I know your time is valuable here, but uh, I, I'm very curious. You mentioned earlier a course that you put uh, one of your clients through is 10 sessions or because different people are, are very unique, we discussed and they have different needs and different superpowers. How do you uh, go about creating a, a course? Is it is it customized for each person or is it kind of like more generic? Yes and no would be the answer. There's, of course, generic content because when it comes to the tools that you speak about, I mean, 
everybody needs to know a few things around storytelling. And I've got a few cool frameworks that I share with people because frameworks help you. You don't have to use every framework and maybe the storytelling frameworks will be not really interesting for you, although storytelling is a really good one, but you need to find out and you need to learn a few tools. So yes, there's a bit of generic content, but what I always do when I work one-on-one with executives or individuals, I always do first an assessment session to, to see really what can I identify as the, the main areas for growth. And then I can focus on them a little bit more. So therefore, I, I do customize my content. And same goes for corporations. If I do a group training, I always try to have a couple of assessments with, with some of the participants or all of them to really find out where do they stand in their journey and where do we focus on. And sometimes you find that some people are really good in creating content. However, their delivery skills are really poor or the other way around. So it depends. It really depends. Yes. Oh, that was a good answer. I'm glad. Uh, yeah, I'm glad I asked that question. And the last question for you, Flo, before we get you on your way here, is if you had a time machine and you could go back to Flo at 21 years old, so maybe 20 years back, what advice would you give them? Wow. You know what? 21 year old Flo wouldn't get an advice. Wouldn't get any advice. And I don't think I would, I would, I would just go ahead and, and, and just do the same thing again, because that's, that's who made me really who I am today. However, around 29, I was interested in, oh, should I maybe go towards radio or should I, should I, should I just explore that communication skill that I was really enjoying a little bit more? And I would have said, maybe don't go to sign up with an agency and go to a foreign country, just stay where you are and focus on that. But I have to say, I love what the life that I've created, the professional life as well as the, the life that I've created for myself. So I'm very grateful and I wouldn't really change anything. That's amazing. And Flo, for our listeners out there who are interested in getting in touch, uh, they, they, like, you know, they like your style and they like what you have to offer. Obviously, you're a pro. How can they get a hold of you? How can they get in touch? Well, the website is there. It's still a pre-COVID website, but let's put a date on it. By October, latest October 2022, we will have a new and shining, sparkling, amazing website on. But of course, in the in the meanwhile, you can go into Instagram, you can go into LinkedIn or go to the old website. Yeah, there's also a contact form. So many ways to get in touch. You just need to type in the name and you'll find a way. Right. And that name is F-L-O and the last name is A-K-I-N-B-I-Y-I. Yes, you got it. You got it. All right, perfect, Flo. Well, hopefully, our, our li- some of our listeners will uh, will reach out. Flo, thank you so much for coming on today. We really appreciate you spending some time with us. Thank you so much, Ryan. It was a pleasure, and I look forward to connecting with you more often. Absolutely. All right, everyone. That does it for our episode with Flo Akinibi. Thank you so much for listening. You can pick up a copy of The Effective Presenter, The Winning Formula for Business Presentations on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. And as usual, we wish you success in your future speaking endeavors. <laughs> <laughs>